Yes, a gender equality patch on this side nice. and a clockwork orange patch on that side. Uh, Who knows what point he's trying to make? <laughs> you try it, you can do it. Don't rage quit. Here with us today, getting cosy and kindled and telling us a bit about himself is John Robertson, aka the creator of The Dark Room, the world's only live action video game and it's bloody brilliant actually. So I met John back in October and he was just a really nice guy which was really bizarre because his character in his game is flipping mental and I just liked him right away. He's instantly likeable. He's so so funny. One thing I will prefix this episode with is though that John is in fact Australian so there is a lot of swearing, a lot of effies, a lot of essies. If you're if you're not a fan of the sweary swears um, just uh, subscribe and you can catch next month's episode. Another thing is uh, around halfway through if you are watching the video version of this on YouTube uh, Discord disconnected us and then when we reconnected John's camera just was not focusing. It's quite pixely but it's okay you can just pretend that he is an 80s video game. I'm sorry about that those of you who enjoy the video version but yeah other than that it's a really inspiring episode. We had a really lovely chat. John is someone who tours the world with his show that you really need to be there to see it's a very it's 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 the atmosphere in the room is just flipping incredible and obviously we can't do that these days because there's a bit of a bug going around so we have a nice chat on how to adapt to any situation stay positive and just keep moving forward and it really is really inspirational as well as a lot of fun so I do hope you enjoy it and without further ado let's get cozy Hello everyone and welcome back around the bonfire with Don't Rage Quit. Here with us getting cosy and kindled today is Robbo, aka John Robertson, aka Mr. Darkroom. What what do you prefer? Uh well John, John usually John. to my friends, but but to you, Mr. Robertson. Um <laughs> Mr. Yeah, oh, no, yes, of course. Well, it's, an old, it's an old joke. Hey, Ro- Robotron on, on Twitch, I think. But yeah, <laughs> whatever works for you, don't rage quit. It's good. Yeah, um, well, I mean, Rach is obviously fine for me. <laughs> well, of course it is. I mean, I mean, to be fair, I like the fact that you and I are friends and I don't think we actually know each other's names. <laughs> well, like, well, to be fair, for me, it's like, I mean, Twitch and obviously and, and knowing someone mainly over the internet, you kind of go by nicknames. So like Robbo is just kind of what I've defaulted to. Well, that, like, that works. <laughs> that, that works very well. I like the fact that I've become a Robbo because I had a mate years ago. Right. In, in Australia, I'm very much not a Robbo. I'm a Jono in Australia. <laughs> of course. Everything ends in O in Australia, right? Well, everything ends in O. Unemployment O, misery O. <laughs> they took the children O. Yeah, great stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just remember a mate of mine who's a much older bloke. He looked at me one day and goes, Robbo! And then looked at me and went, oh, you're not a Robbo, are you? Because <laughs> it's just one of those things, like, he's a real man, whereas I'm like, I called myself Robotron because I had a mate who called me that. And also it's Robotron with two Bs. I'm like an Australian android. I'm fucking there. <laughs> I did wonder for a while. I was like, right, is it Robo or Robo? But then I'm like, well, it's Robertson. So, Yeah, it's Robo. <laughs> yeah, it's Robotron. <laughs> but yeah, I tell you what, it's a hell of a, like, um, I've had people saying Rob to me. Like, well, that's I, weird. I, yeah, but I'm like, oh, oh they're, do- they're doing to me? <laughs> cool. This is cool because my dad's name was Bob. So this is as close as I've ever fucking gotten. <laughs> They're like, now I'm the daddy. Yeah. Graduated. (laughs) Finally. So for those who maybe don't know who you are, those sad, lifeless people who haven't yet had the pleasure, would you like to introduce yourself? Certainly. G'day. Um, I'm um, I'm Mr. John Robertson. If you don't know who I am, then you have joined 99% of the world community (laughs) and 
and God bless you. I um I do um a lot of I do improvised comedy on Twitch. I'm a stand up comic. Uh, I created a thing called the Dark Room, which is the world's only live action video game. And I like to play with people. I like to fuck with people. Is what I do. I've got, I've got to, for somebody who is a professional villain and a professional anarchist, my community are the loveliest people because they're enablers, you understand. They've, they've <laughs> sort of gone, look, we're very, very nice. Now let's just all gather around the village idiot and let him go. Bless him. He's, he's set himself on fire, but we're warm. So, yeah, it's great. <laughs> what an introduction. Oh, I hope that helps. I hope that's something. I mean... I mean, I was like, oh, I might need an icebreaker. I should probably prepare an icebreaker. And I, I don't even think I need one at this point. Like, No, I came in on the icebreaker. That was the boat that brought me to this country. It wasn't meant to be there. It came straight down from Norway. Actually, that was one of my questions. So you, um, you're obviously from Australia. Whereabouts in Australia? I'm from Perth. I'm from West, Perth, Western Australia. I am from Kinross, which is near Perth, but obviously the Scotland version of Perth. Yep. Bit yeah, different. we have a we have a Kinross suburb in Perth, Western Australia, what? and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, Perth. Um, Perth is a place that has never realised it's a desert. Like it knows it's in the middle of nowhere, but it's named after. Like I used to live in a I used to live in the suburb Guildford, right, which was built up so that it was kind of like a yeah, like a cosplay version of the fucking Guildford here. That's what colonial. That's what in England. Yeah, yeah. That that's like the charming bit of it, you know, okay. like the. The, the uncharming bit of it is you can go down to that Guildford and go, how many people died so we could have this railway station? You know, just <laughs> terrible shit like that. So, <laughs> but there you so, go. Um, so when did you move to the UK then? Oh, well, um, it depends on who I'm answering the question to. The, the Immigration Board, um, they oh. have no idea when I got here. I've been here the entire time. Um, you know, since about 1978, uh, before I was born, I've mm -hmm. been here. It's incredible. Um, no, I, I got here, I got here 2013 um, and... It's, it's one of those things, you know, like fucking living in the UK, time has crept up um, on me here. And I've, I, it's like, okay, let, let's put it this way. When I started coming to this country, kids were wearing anonymous masks and rioting in the middle of, the, in the middle of London. And now it's just like, okay, now those same kids are wearing face masks to deal with the asthma they already fucking had, but to deal with COVID-19. I was going to say, no one's in the streets in London these days, to be fair. No, I am. I've got a bicycle. I'm fucking there. I'm, <laughs> oh my God, I'm the fucking king of Trafalgar Square. It's the best. You just got it all to yourself. Oh, it's so shit. It's like, okay, you know, you've got, you've got an hour to go and exercise. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just like, right. So I get on the bike and I go to Trafalgar Square, which is the first place in London that my wife and I really loved because I used to jump on the, um, the I jump on the lions. Yeah. yeah, so much fun. But there's a, yeah, I was, I was a bit of, bit of a bit of a chunky boy when we first came. So I never, I eventually got on top of it, but there was a lot of, lot of little man humping the lion for a while, um, you know, which I'm informed was a lot of fun to watch. It hurt me very much. The lion felt nothing. But um, yeah, I go down there on the bike and there's just something like, okay, it doesn't feel quite like the apocalypse, mm. but it does feel like what 1960s British cinema told me the apocalypse <laughs> would be, which is Trafalgar Square empty and just yeah. like a guy on a bike going around in a circle, you know, and that's me. That's me on the bike. Yeah, yeah. So obviously times are pretty like, crazy right now yeah like, and a lot of what i want to talk about today is sort of like surrounding that because for the longest time i've been like avoiding talking about it because it's quite it's quite scary but then i feel like we can sort of turn it into a positive and i feel like your sort of story the way you've sort of rose to it is is quite positive it's really inspirational um so first of all i think to understand what i'm trying to go at we need to first understand what is the dark room so how would you how do you sell the dark room 
Uh, the Dark Room is the world's only live action video game. It is a um, retro gaming nightmare. It is a combination of a game show and heavy metal. And as a critic once said, like something your cool uncle brought back from Japan that one time. Um, it's it's me. The room is dark. Four options appear on the screen. And my accent changes. I wear a lot of leather. And suddenly you'll hear this voice. You are weak to find yourself in a dark room. Again and again. <laughs> again and again, because it's built on 1980s video game logic, which uh, punishes failure. So, um, yeah, and that's a game show. So we have people um, call in on Discord and play individually, and the chat all plays together. And I've been touring that as a live show since 2012. And that's so much fun. Like, oh, my God. Like, I, when we do the Insomnia Gaming Festival, we get about 2,000 people just screaming mm. and having a wild time. And then I run around with, like, bags full of beans. <laughs> hitting people and shit it's great it's so much fun it was oh, it was this or scientology so you know so i'm doing okay i think you made the doing right okay. choice to be honest did i fucking ever i mean if i'd wanted well, well to be fair if you want money in scientology you have to be at the top otherwise nothing it's like it's a scam anyway there you go <laughs> yeah, i know Ooh, shots fired you heard it here first <laughs> positivity Oh, that is positive. That is positive. <laughs> so you mentioned it was heavily inspired by games from the 1980s, like sort of text adventure games, which I loved, by the way. It was always terrible at them, could never finish them. Uh, was there one in particular that inspired you? Uh, we don't We don't know its name. Uh, I was also very bad at them. I, I lack... Um, I lack patience and cunning. Uh, these are <laughs> these are requirements. Uh, patience, cunning, and diligence. You know, you know when in John Wick they say that he's a man of focus, passion, and um, determination. Yeah. I have none of those things uh, at all. I I watch that like God. Imagine what a fantasy. Imagine having any degree of drive whatsoever. Um, but the uh, yeah, there was a there was a computer that me and my mate Tom found um, when we were um, ten and nine years old. Uh, out the back of um, the classroom that we had in year five. And, um, yeah, we, we built it. We assembled it up and there were, we wrote games and found a menu and we found this game where you were in a cave and, like, nothing you did worked. It was incredible. Was it Colossal Every... Cave Adventure? Maybe, but Possibly. it had no graphics. Yeah, it, it might have been just... Colossal. That may be it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. If, if that's the game where if you type get map, it says you grow weaker. And if you input the thing incorrectly three times, you die. <laughs> Sounds that, about right, yeah. That fucking stuck with me. What what stellar game design. Incredible. It's Incredible. amazing, though. It's it's in that, though. Like, it's really entertaining because, in a way, have you ever played the um, the Oregon Trail? Yes, I have. Yeah, it's like, the what, what crazy way. How can we possibly manage to die today? I think there's, like, entertainment in that, in, in, in I failure. Love oh, look, last night... Last night on stream, I played a um, I played a text adventure I'd never played. We played um, the Jack the Ripper text adventure. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Well, you shouldn't. There's no reason to. It oh. is a oh, it is complete shit. Oh, because um, <laughs> the thing is, right? You, you're there going, all right. So how can how can this game be distasteful? So distasteful would be that you are Jack the Ripper, right? Or perhaps, you know, or it could be tasteful. Perhaps you're a woman. Walking around Victorian London trying to escape. Perhaps there's a whole story there. No, as it turns out, you're just some dickhead bloke walking around Whitechapel. And um, in, okay, this is what we managed to do. I managed first, it, the first thing I did was I walked out of the adventure because a suspicious man walked past me and I went, 
oh, well, let's not do anything. You know, let's just let him go. And he walked off. And then we went home. And the game just went, well, congratulations. <laughs> right. And then I mean, the other did one. Did you die? No, no. No. Like, literally, it was just, like, I won the game. You know, like, all the. All this talk about how special it was in that um, that Far Cry game where if you just sat there, the guy yeah. would come back, right? No, well, apparently it was happening in the yes. 80s. Jack the Ripper was killing heaps of people unless you saw him go by and sort of went, you all right, Jack? You all right? I'm going to do nothing. Go <laughs> by. Outstanding. So that was thrilling gameplay. But then the other thing is if you go down the – if you do what the game wants you to do, which is go mm. down the alley – you find someone who's been killed. You then get a bloody graphic splash of their of their bloody murder, which I'll tell you something. There's something about pixels and a genuine crime makes it doubly horrifying, right? And then you're like, well, hang on, let's play this on text adventure rules. So get knife, get note, get all of this. Then the police show up and you think, well, surely the game's over because you've been such an idiot. No, the police then chase you, but now apparently you can run incredibly quickly. <laughs> And then you just casually, okay, bearing in mind you hit a cop and then you casually just push a woman out of the way <laughs> and then the line of dialogue is this, the old woman falls on the pavement and her brains are dashed out. Oh, dear. So, so you've just committed murder, <laughs> right? And then you know what? You wake up in your bed and it was all a dream. What a twist. Yeah, except the one thing, all of it wasn't a dream. You just got home, right? So I'm now, so now... <laughs> No, so now I'm playing the Jack the Ripper game, but I'm there going, hold up, hold up, hold up. The story isn't about Jack the Ripper. The story is about the goddamn old lady brain demolisher <laughs> that we're apparently playing. It was the worst shit. It was so bad. I got stuck <laughs> on some stairs and just, we gave up. As one, we gave up. We played a knockoff of fucking Puzzle Bobble instead. Jesus. Oh, good choice. <laughs> oh, the best, the best. Do you think the Dark Room 2 is going to have the old lady brain DLC? Uh, 100%. To be fair, the dark room, the dark room may as well have been made using old lady brain. Um, it is, because <laughs> it, it, all I ever really wanted to do was, was like give people the feeling of like being a kid who doesn't understand how the game works. So the game's logic is it's there, but it's fucking arcane. You know, mm. like what we did, um, there's a group called the Darren Zord who've spent a lot of time decoding various iterations of the Dark Room and they're fucking great. And then with the Dark Room Steam game, people were writing to me like, how do we get the Kafka achievement? You know, like all this stuff. It's a lot It's a lot of fun. There's always mystery there because the game doesn't want you to win. So it will actively try to stop you. And not in a fun way, not in a like, here's how that enemy works. Look, you jump on it. That'll always work. It's just like, ah, it's Tuesday. And on Tuesday, that enemy goes the other way. I knew uh, it. I knew you changed it. It's literally unwinnable. It's not unwinnable. It's not unwinnable. I change it periodically. I don't change it that often. But when we did it for 48 hours um, mm -hmm. on Twitch for um, the NHS and Mind, then I changed it. And I'll tell you something right now, folks, okay? Graphic design. Was graphic designers? Yeah, great. You can tell how familiar I am with the form. Game designers, right? <laughs> Good game designers. Probably, you know, like they, they want people to see everything, right? You know, I consider it a badge of honour, okay, if they don't. And for, 40, for 48 hours, right, people were getting obsessed with a screen that had a shovel on it because they thought the shovel would be the way to escape the dark room. And they have no idea how close they were, right? And I'm going to tell you now because I, I'm doing a show on Friday, but I'm going to change. 
Oh my god! <laughs> what they don't understand is okay because the dark room does pay attention to what you've done and your actions are cumulative, right? It doesn't always reset, even though it looks like it resets. So you've been behaving badly in a dark room. Your behaviour is going to affect it as it goes on, oh. right? So we had people being jerks and picking up this shovel. If they had just been not jerks, if they had just picked up the shovel, right? We had a boss fight that I had built. And they were one screen away from the boss fight the entire time. And I found that out later on because I was there going, what the fuck? Because, like, when it when it doesn't happen, I check the map sometimes to go, well, what the fuck? And, like, no, they, they were there. They were there. But the internal rules of the game were like, nope. Nope. No, you get punished. No. No, you don't get to see it. You don't get to see the giant spider. Nope. And that's your reward is a giant spider. Oh, man. I mean, that yeah. is like that alone, that like five minutes of conversation there, that is like literally the dark room. As someone who yeah. had the pleasure of not playing, like I didn't play it firsthand, but I feel like because I was there, I feel like I did play it. Um, mm. So I was at EGX last October. That was fantastic. Yes. It was wonderful to see you. <laughs> Um, there's something really special about going to a show, going to see a stand-up comedian, but like actually being there. It's different to watching it on DVD. It's different to watching it on the TV or playing it on your console at home. What made The Dark Room really special, in my opinion, is that you were there, I was there, you were there, and we were all playing it together, the whole audience. So obviously, given recent events, we can't go outside. We can't Indeed. meet up with well, anyone. Well, you know what you did. <laughs> Me? <laughs> no, no, that's it. Look, it's no one's fault that you've got you're under home arrest, Rach. Okay, you don't Look, don't blame other people for your terrible crimes. It was one time, right? And nobody saw. <laughs> God. God. Also, yeah, I do apologise. I might have wanked on a little bit there about the um about the fucking boss fight, but I was so excited. <laughs> I didn't know. I did not know how you were going to end that sentence there. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I do apologise. I just thought I'd like to confess to a Louis C.K.-esque crime. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Clearly things have changed a bit from uh, from doing these shows, from doing Insomnia, from doing your, your wee tours. Do you tour? Do you tour often? I always tour. I'm constantly on tour. Like every year? Well, yeah, we never stop touring. I'm always somewhere. Like, That's awesome. Well, it's, it's the... Thank you. It, it's the really <laughs> nice thing about, like, I have a suitcase. It's got a ridiculous outfit and some T-shirts in it. And I go to a place with my laptop and my ridiculous outfit and a pineapple that I call the flamboyant potato. We do a show. And MVP. It's, it's, a, it's a lovely way to make a living. And you can, like, you end up in a whole bunch of different places. Like, I mean, um, I mean, in the last couple of years, uh, Singapore, Vietnam, Thailand, Norway, Denmark, Germany. Holy crap. All around, yeah, all around the UK. Uh, forever, everywhere. Australia, everywhere, everywhere. Oh, that's awesome, America. Man. They don't the the Yanks. I love I love Americans. They're a fantastic audience, but the people who run their comedy clubs, they're lovely people too. But they don't have they don't lead with money. <laughs> they they're oh. very much in the well. Who are you? I I can get a guy. I can get a guy. He wasn't on Seinfeld, but he knew someone who was. You know that kind of thing. So that's a that's a hell of a thing to deal with. But nevertheless, that's life. Oh man, that's crazy. Going from literally that being your job to now. Mm. Um, now what's your job? Why don't you well, tell me? Well, well, thank you. Thank you very much. I had no idea I was talking to my mother. Um, well, look, what, look. John, what is it I you do say, now? I could say it, but I feel like it's better if it comes from you. No, that's very nice of you. I, um, I, To be fair, I do the same job, but I don't have to leave the house. Um, 
And I do, I went from doing, maybe I would do, you know, because I always, always writing and doing other stuff as well. But um, maybe I would do one or two darkroom shows a week and tour around and maybe there'd be some stand up as well and lots of stuff, um, lots of side projects, all, the, all this stuff. And then that became why now um, I now stream on Twitch uh, five times a week as a minimum. And then we just add like random gaming streams throughout the week. And it's it's interesting because it's um like stand up comics in this country. Like some some of them might, you know, they realistically you're gonna work maybe an hour a night. You know, like you you can you can worry and you can write and you can meet up with your little friends in the cafes and sit around and compare notes and go and record a podcast and, and all of this, right? But realistically, yeah, realistically. <laughs> realistically you're going to get up on stage for about 20 minutes with your microphone and do your act and maybe you might do that two other times that night you know you get a wee interval in the middle yeah that's right you know or you might you might be going and doing your touring show which could be one hour or two hours right but now I'm there like, okay, cool. Well, now I do that five nights a week and I feel like I'm at the Edinburgh Fringe, you know, like all all year. It's brilliant. I've never been so busy. I've never eaten so much crap in my life. Same. Oh, God, oh. same. I'm going to be a circle by the time this is over. Oh, but it's kind of great, though. It's got its charm. <laughs> I've got um I've got I've got some skinny fat going on at the minute. It's great. Oh. I, no, oh no, just because I'm like, look at I like I, I know the difference because I'm like, I know what it's like when I go to the gym, but I also know what it's like when, what do you know, jumping around like an idiot for three hours actually does something for your cardio. I imagine so, yeah. yeah it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Oh my god. By the end of Edinburgh Fringe, for somebody who is genuinely going, right. Give me some macaroni, putting in a fucking pie. You got some chicken pakora, fucking jam it in me now. Chips and oh cheese, no, absolutely. 19 ciders, good night, right? Okay. I I, I usually have a bloody six-pack by the end of Fritz. <laughs> and it's great. At, at the moment, let's be fair, it's hiding underneath some cakes, but it's there, damn it. It's it's having a nice time. It's having a little it's holiday. Bed. It's, 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 it's under the blanket. Is it ever? It's got the big duvet over it. It's lovely. Oh, man, it's crazy to think, because like, obviously I lived not too far from Edinburgh. I've been to the Fringe like six or seven times in my life. And I never, and I never saw you. I was missing it's out. Okay. I was missing out. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people haven't seen me and that's fine. But we have like that. That's great. Like last year, last year we sold out every show. Like you could not so get. Good. Oh, it was wonderful. Like we've just, I love the Fringe and like, okay. Not to, not to make it a little maudlin, but, um, you know, the Edinburgh Fringe is a like a huge financial burden for acts because it's a colossal gamble. Like people, people show up, um, and you're you're spending like as a minimum. I probably have about fifteen grand's worth of outlay just to be there, right? I, if, if if you don't know about this, yeah, the yeah. world's largest arts festival. Like people, like people spend colossal sums of money, like thirty grand, forty grand. Um, like to I know. I, I, yeah, to, to, you know, because it's a combination of you've got to pay your rent, you've got to pay your flyering team, you're paying your rent back in your home anyway, right? You then got to pay for the, the venue and you pay for the program and you pay for this, 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 and it really fucking stacks up, you know, like you've, and it's become this thing where it's like, it's it's not enough anymore to like stand around and be like, hey, I got a free show, I got a free show, which is what you could do 10 years ago. I did it. 
you know? Yeah. Me and my wife just standing outside. Hey, hey, it's free. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Is it good though? Yeah, it is good. Okay, look, if it's not good, you can fuck off. All right, we'll come in. <laughs> wow, we stayed. Yeah, cool. Give me some money. Oh, you said it was free. Fuck off there. You know, like great fun, but it worked. Okay, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Now you're there and it's like, right, I. The first thing we're going to need is a small army of teenagers holding pictures of my face. Right. <laughs> now we need to send them out, you know. Find a wall. Um, yeah, get going, get going, go, 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 quickly, quickly. And, um, yeah, I mean, so for a lot of people, like, you lose a lot of money at Fringe. And I, I've, I've been lucky that it's, um, you know, it, it's been good to me, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not famous by any stretch of the imagination, but I can scream at people. Right. I can wear the clothing that I like. I can drink a fuckload. I can do the things that I want to do. And that's my living. Right. And the Edinburgh Fringe, like that month, is about a quarter of my income. Wow. After the like, you know, like, boom, like it's fucking wonderful. And that's just gone. Like that's been snapped, snapped away like that. That's gone. And so is every sci fi convention I do. Pretty much my entire financial model in one go had its spine bloody cracked. Um, but then thank fuck Twitch was there and it's bloody remarkable. I mean, I'm not, um, not in any way financially secure at the moment. It is bloody minute to minute, but people are so bloody lovely and very fucking kind. And again, it's the, um, it's the village idiot thing where it's people who are like, well, oh, for God's sake, he doesn't know how to look after himself. Give him something. Look at him. Oh, look, look at that. He's look, he's, he's on, he's on camera. And he's taking a shit, but not on camera because that would violate Twitch's terms and conditions. He's he's done it off camera. We could hear the thud of the dookie as it hit the bowl. Well done, you know. People are people are very kind. (laughs) I don't I don't think anything has ever has ever better explained the um the nature of the relationship between an audience and a performer than being on Twitch. You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and, and being directly like, hey, guys, we're going to go do this thing. And some people being like, cool, we'll have some money. And other people are like, look, we'll just tell people about you. Like, yeah. fucking, both are good. You know, <laughs> yeah, the lovely thing. Had you tried yeah. Twitch prior to all this? Nah. No, no, this, never so this was, What made you go with Twitch over YouTube, Facebook, Mixer? Uh, never. Well, it never occurred to me. They never entered into to my brain as being things that I would do because, um, like, well, I just didn't. I mean, Twitch was all, you know, it's it's for nerds. Let's it's be the fair. live streaming platform, to be fair. Aye, aye. And, and for all of the, um, you know, like the elite gamer stuff, it's like, yeah, well, I get, I get those guys. Elite, Your elite gamer guys can come down to my stream and I'm going to tell them that they have no souls and, you know, they all personal lives and they deserve this, you know, they, and they understand. And if you don't have a sense of humour about your ridiculous job, then fuck off, you know, like... I've got a ridiculous job. I could, I can't believe this is what I do for a living. I was going to be a lawyer, you know. <laughs> I didn't have the grades for it, and I never studied to be one. But that's what I was going to be, you know. <laughs> so I know, God, like I say that to myself, like pretty much every day I stream. I kind of go to myself and I go, "This is my job." Yeah. Uh, what, Isn't it? What? <laughs> it's so it's so wonderful, and it's that thing as well. It's like, um, you know, it's it's that thing of you be incredibly bloody lucky. Because it is people going, oh, look, we'll take an interest in you and we'll, you know, we'll help you and, you know, and and this thing. And then discovering that this appalling thing that you do is apparently a service, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that that some people like it, which, you know, but I mean, but that's the nicest compliment you can have. Mm. So, yes, I mean. Sorry, in a way, it's similar to a fringe show where it is, in a a sense, it's a free show that people can Mm. choose to support 
if they wanted yeah. to. But I feel like there's a really nice sort of atmosphere with Twitch. Like people know, most people know that visit Twitch, they know like, right, if I enjoy this, I should probably give them some money. Like, whereas I feel like personally, I'm a bit of a scumbag when it comes to going to things like the Fringe and sometimes I just try and take the piss a little bit. But mm. <laughs> for some reason with Twitch, I mean, obviously yeah. I'm not gonna do that now, now that I know how much it costs, geez, I feel like everyone needs to know that. I had no idea. Um, uh, but with Twitch, there's this lovely sort of really generous, really like, just so willing to support people. The community on mm -hmm. Twitch is just incredible. Well, obviously there's toxicity in oh, some yeah. places as well, but, um, yes, but how I did mean... you find, so your community, obviously they're, uh, are they mostly people who have followed you, like who have known you in the past or have you found like you've met a whole load of new people since coming to Twitch? It's both. It's yeah. both. Like there, there are people from the live shows who, who have come and hung out, but mm -hmm. then there are people who are attracted to the new stuff. So like when you've got people coming in because they like the show that you do on Wednesdays, which is you making up an RPG and they're the players and you haven't ever done something like that in your life, what a gift, mm -hmm. you know, what a, what a fucking boon that is. And yeah, I mean, it, it's all sorts. Like um, when we did the big, the big charity stream um suddenly that brought a whole a whole flow of new people and i know this because when i check the analytics i'm there like okay apparently 41 percent of my audience like valorant cool i haven't <laughs> even looked at what that is <laughs> and i'm not going to i was know? gonna ask yeah because obviously that is the mammoth in the room <laughs> at the minute it's bigger than an elephant uh so yeah. <laughs> you did a ex 48 hour charity stream excuse yep. me uh why well uh, <laughs> thank you <laughs> why um well it's, it's a combination of the um the nhs in this country has been brutally failed and has been the length of time i've been here has been brutally bloody failed um even when it gets used as a political pawn during election times uh, for every fucking election as it turns out you know it's that weird thing of oh we care so much about the nhs oh cool you want to give it any money no <laughs> Why would we do that? Why would we give it money? Why would we give it staff? Why would we do that? What are you talking about? You know, like that sort of thing. So when you've got, you know, when you've got those guys having no bloody support and in the sense of, the, you know, no safety equipment and then also just no bloody, not, not even luxuries, but essentials, you know, like they can't get coffee, you know, things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All sorts of shit like that, you know, or like, or food. You know, food that's not biscuits. You know, for fuck's sake, they're not convicts aboard a bloody ship. They you know, they're better. Aye, aye. You know, they're people. You know, they're on on the transportation to Australia. Sorry for the, my frantic eye in the middle there. I just wanted to fit in. Um, the God Almighty. Sorry, so, pal. I'll adopt you. It's fine. Hey, hey, no worries. Oh, sorry, love. Uh, anyway, the um. Oh, you ballbag. Fucking hell. Now, um, I'm so the, proud. <laughs> yay. Um, but yeah. Oh, Kinross for life. Um, but wait, the, um... I, wait, oh no, that's Newcastle. I've been here too long. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, they get in you. They get in you, the fucking English. They get you, they get you. Six um, years, man. No. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, but the, um, yeah, oh God, look at them. Don't they understand that the way to express your emotions is to express them? Fuckwits. <laughs> Oh, no, no. Just the remain. NHS, the NHS. Yeah, the NHS. But, <laughs> but that does also bring us on to the next thing because, like, the NHS staff have been brutally underfunded. And, of course, we also <laughs> raise money for MIND, right, because yes. we all do require mental health support. And I I and my and members of my family have, over the years, been looked after um, by the NHS and, uh, and MIND uh, for various reasons. And uh, so, as a result, you know the good work they do. 
and you want to support them because I mean, look, everyone's stuck in their home, right? And people are talking about going stir crazy. It's like I've I have gone genuinely batshit every time I've I been. I mean, that stuck kind of works home. for you, I suppose. Kind of well, like, ish, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, there's well, I there's... don't mean to make light of it. No, I, I completely no, 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 absolutely. Um, but I, well, no, no, it's no, been affecting right. me too. Yeah, but I mean, like, making light of it is is a thing. Like that that's actually a good thing to do sometimes. But I'm talking about like when I stayed in the house for three months writing a novel, right? I remember like genuinely having to get up from the keyboard and going, "Yeah, I'm just going to go outside and look at a tree because otherwise I might kill myself." And I wasn't joking, you know. And then and this this happens, you know. So people and you know, and I'm not somebody who has ever really been mentally ill, but I find myself. I had a nervous breakdown last year. Um, but aside from that, you know, otherwise fine. But I, so I find myself, you know, constantly on a level of, t of trouble and I can solve, you know, I can handle virtually anything, right? So it's just one of those things. We all need to be aware of our mental health. We look after it. So I'm like, cool, well, let's give Mind the Charity some money. You know, they're very good with it. So oh, that's yeah. that, was, that was the goal. Look after the people who are looking after us. That was what I wanted to do. And unfortunately, I don't have any other skills other than standing up and screaming for a very long amount of time. As someone who once did try a 24-hour stream, managed 19 hours, and then was ill for three days, I would say that, that there's definitely a skill to it. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> one, thing, one thing is that according to Twitch's terms and conditions, um, you aren't allowed to be awake for 48 hours. Uh, so, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Apparently, uh, this was word. This was the word. So, um, every once in a while, we'd have a guest performer come on and wink. I just want to let you know, I really slept during all of those bits. Wink. There yeah. was no sleep. There was a lot of this. A lot of bepis. <laughs> lot of bepis. Lot of bepis. Lot of boost. Um, That's insane, yeah. man. Like honestly, it's it's actually it is inspirational. Obviously, it's it's just mental. I I'm not gonna lie to you. I was like, he won't do it. There's no way. But you did it. You flipping smashed it. It was insane. Thank you. Well, people were wonderful, and you know there was just always something to look forward to every hour. And it was interesting because we raised twenty five grand, and the point that I wanted to make was that me standing there for forty eight hours playing the dark room, doing my stupid little show, right? Okay. I knew that doing that for 48 hours would take a physical toll on me. I was interested to see what it would be because you've got your NHS staff on 36-hour call, working 12-hour shifts, you know, and they're running around, you know, swabbing somebody's fucking bedpan or, you know, like trying to get, you know, like um, get bed sores off somebody, try to save somebody's life. And all I had to do was tell my favourite jokes, abuse people online, one of my favourite things to do, and then every once in a while one of my comedian mates would rock up, we'd shoot the shit, right? Uh, by the end of it, I had um, I nearly reactivated my hernia, which had been operated on. My stomach uh, did not; um, it was distended for two days. My, all the all the stomach muscles were strained to buggery. I was um, not not in a good way for sleeping. I could not walk properly. Uh, when I left the house where we'd recorded, they were genuinely like, "Can you even get to the train station?" Because I was like that. I could not. You know, and this this was for somebody again. I had a comfortable chair that I could sit down in at any time, right? And all I was doing was standing up and just talking, right? Um, voice voice was fine, a little bit wrecked. Mental health, buggered, absolutely fucked. You know, for three days, I was gone. You know, 
uh, and not not the mania that I that I've gotten when I but just a deep depression for three days, and that that all just came from doing a really joyful activity for a really long time. So imagine working when it's hard. You know, that's yeah. that's the point I was trying to make. That's you know. It's crazy, man. It's honestly like, on, well done. Like twenty five grand in two days is insane. Thank you. No, it was fun to do. Um, people were very good, and yeah, and it was lovely to see like people who came and supported. You know, like it was great to see you. You know, you came I on. I tried. Down. I was so busy that weekend. I was so like. No, you were great. Like, like you came in. Limmy came into the chat. He raided with some people. Legend. Um, Player unknown donated twenty five hundred. Um, you know, like people were just great, and it was just it was a really gorgeous time. Um, and yeah, I, I it's nice actually because in the community we've got a couple of um, couple of NHS workers, and they they they're very nice about it, which is good, which so which cool. is nice. It's well, it, it's not like they're they're not writing to me and going, why the fuck did you do this? You know what I mean? Like that was because that was the worry. The worry was that like. I would do the thing, I'd be injured, and then we'd need to call an ambulance. And it'd be like, okay, well, where did some of that money we raised go? It hasn't <laughs> turned out. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, it was kind of, it was, it, I don't want to use the word stupid. It was, um, it was bold, I guess. It was bold. <laughs> stupid is fine. Have it you was ever a, done um, anything like that before? Well, uh, no, no. I stayed up once um, when I was about 17, I stayed up for as, as close as I could get to 48 hours, which was 36, but I, um, I passed out at a party. <laughs> so, I mean, that was, that was a wee while ago, right? Yeah. It was fascinating. But then at the same time, I mean, my, my grandmother once got in a car and drove across Australia in two days. And that's physically impossible how she did that. But she did it. The trick is you don't stop. You know, that would be yes. <laughs> As it turns out, boom. You know, there are there are truck drivers hopped up on all sorts of uppers who can't make that sort of time across Australia. But my grandmother got in a car, got in a moderately priced family sedan, boom. Sydney to Perth, Western Australia, two days flat. Bam! Incredible. That is pretty mental. Australia is large. Australia is very very large. Do you think you'll ever do anything like that again? Oh yeah, um, the real even banner. after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, the the bummer is like, um, you know, we didn't we didn't fund all of the NHS. I mean, you know, for, it must have made a bit of a dent, surely. It made it made a dent, but I mean, like we, you know what I mean. And people will always need more things. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd absolutely do it again. I mean, the other the other bugger of it is that my um my body, when it goes through trauma or like new you know like new experiences. Um, it's a, I have an addictive personality in the sense that it goes, do it again, yeah, <laughs> do it again, but bigger. Like seriously, three three days later, like you know, it's like, mm, mm, nah, nah, three is the wrong number, but it was it was three days. I was going to make a very shit Jesus joke, but um, you rose you know, again. Well, on, yeah, on the fourth day he rose again and went right. Let's do it, you know. But that, but then again, that comes from the fact that what what I was doing was easy to do because it was enjoyable, you know. Like, but also at the same time, that enjoyable thing still had a physical fucking cost, you know, it didn't, and an emotional one, even though, even though I wasn't actually doing anything, you know you what were, I mean? You were doing well, something. Yeah, but I mean, but like, <sighs> but when, when I was done, people clapped, they were very, very kind about it, right? Okay. What do we do for the NHS workers? On Thursdays, we go outside and clap, right? Yeah, but they're probably at the hospital and if they're not at the hospital they're at home probably trying to sleep 
you know? Who it's just one of those. Well, I'm just saying, like, performers have the luxury that we, you know, we exist in a thing where it's, you know, it's been cultivated that it's like, hi, I'm doing my job. Oh, did you do your job well? Well done. Right? And that doesn't get extended to anybody else. And it should very fucking much. Yeah, you know? no, I totally agree. Oh, God, yeah. If you could, you know, like, if you thank somebody, you know, for doing something beautiful for you, it's fucking incredible. So, yeah. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I think about that. Inspirational. Oh, no, I don't. No, but thank you. That's very kind. So I'm looking to wrap this, this up as much as I really don't want to. I suppose we should probably finish at some point. That's all right. That, <laughs> make, that makes sense. I mean, I'm not doing a 48-hour podcast. <laughs> should be a little closer to 48 minutes if, uh, if I've timed it correctly. <laughs> Basically, just at the end here, I'm looking to inspire people who have been finding things a little difficult lately, especially with motivation. A lot of us are working from home and are mm. not used to working from home. It's so rubbish. Lots of us are losing our jobs um, yep. and our hobbies and even the ability to go and see our family, children. Some people haven't seen their kids in three weeks. It's been rough. Uh, how yeah. do you manage to stay positive and motivated and how do you keep on keeping on? Well, um, I well, a combination of I've had to reduce everything I do um, to work, right? Um, you know, I need to work to keep a roof over my head. I have only one way of making that money, and that is to make content online, right? So that means that I have to give that as much as I can. And so that that's become the thing. It's very much like... Um, I never wanted to be this, but it's like being a—it's like being a fucking character in an anime, you know that kind of. Let's do it with all of our might. Let's give it all that we can, you know that. But that's we can that's do my, it <laughs> exactly. But um, but that's what I have to do. But that's um, for me, like the okay. There are there are two things that I I keep in mind. One is we you know we have to keep moving forward like a shark, like continuous. <laughs> well, like keep. Well, okay, look, I, I'll, I'll tell you this is this is how I get through anything that's fucking terrible right it's a combination of aggression all right but that has to be focused okay you can't just be like kicking a bin or something all right it has to be like you know and when i say aggression i mean like you know your shark keeps swimming if the shark stops swimming the shark will die mm -hmm. right what does it need to keep swimming well it needs to eat so you eat the fish you do this you keep going you keep going right and because I'm on my own at the moment, that's easy to do because it's like, all right, my wife's in New Zealand. That's its own bloody problem, mm. right? But I can't solve that, okay, which brings us on to the second half of this. So it's like, righto, we're going to work. Now, how do I work, all right? I, I need the stuff that makes the stuff go great. How do I work? I have a lot of fun. Cool, okay, we're going to have a lot of fun. God damn it, that's what we're doing, right? We're going to make other people feel like they're having fun. Hot damn, and if they don't like it, they can get fucked. That's good. And you push and you push and you push like that, right? That's how you get through that. And then it also helps that for all of that talk about fucking motivation and ferocity, again, the job's very enjoyable, right? It so there's helps. that. But then the other side of it, right, the other side is just the phrase, it's just what's happening, right? And the phrase, it's just what's happening, uh, is the thing that I just say for things that are beyond anybody's control, but you still have to deal with. So... I can't control a bloody global pandemic. All I can do is look after the people that I can look after and provide the services I can look after, you know, that I can provide. And if I feel down or depressed, then I stop those things as much as I need to, um, but then also pick them up the second I have to do that. So, 
you have to find ways of making space for yourself, whatever that is. And yeah, and that's it. If, uh, I find if I feel like I'm burning out, that means I am. No, you know, wait, wait a minute. I smell smoke. It's because you're on fire, you fucking idiot, <laughs> right? So yeah, a lo- lot of things like that. Also, as a um, as a lifelong freelancer, as someone who's worked at home a great deal of times, um, I'll tell you right now, okay? <laughs> no, you're not hungry. You're <laughs> Um, that's one. <laughs> right. Try having a glass of water. Yeah, ha- have yourself a glass of water, and for God's sake, just finish the work email before you fuck off to have a wank. Christ, that's it. I tell myself that every single morning. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't stop it though. <laughs> Christ Almighty, my palms have never been so smooth. Ah. Careful, limit yourself. <laughs> you don't want to do injury. <laughs> At this point, why the fuck not? Right. Because then you'll have to go to hospital and they're busy there right now. No, you're right. The last thing they want is, oh, for fuck's sake, this wanker. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, thank and you so much for note. joining me on the uh, Around the Bonfire podcast, Robbo. Once again, where can people go to follow you? Oh, thank you very much. <clears throat> um, please uh, please come on by to uh, twitch.tv slash Robotron. I'm now hiding my hands. I'm very aware of where they've been. <laughs> Um, on uh, Twitter, I'm Robotron, again with two Bs. Uh, for everything else, go to www.thejohnrobertson.com. And, yeah. Inst- oh, yeah, Instagram is Mr. Underscore Dark Underscore Room. Uh, there's lots of stuff. There's lots of stuff. All the places. Yeah. Why not? Except TikTok. Except TikTok. I drew a oh, line. I drew a yeah. line. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, why not? Well, thank you so much. We'll see you around. Take care. Indeed. Bye. Bye. <laughs> always help each other. Quiz.